This episode is brought to you by Factor Meals. It certainly is because eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. If you're somebody like me who cannot cook to save their little lives, it's a game changer. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in, wait for it, just two minutes. Plus, you'll have over 35 options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. You can pick from two-minute meals where you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. With pancakes, smoothies, and more, discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. And Factor Meals are ready to heat and eat. They're ready. There's no prepping. There's no cooking. There's no chopping up veggies. None of that stuff. If you're like me and you're busy, whack on a podcast, whack these in, and they're ready to go. Nothing for you to do. No cleanup either. And the great thing is it's flexible for your schedule. So you can get as much or as little as you need when choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime if anything changes. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. So sign up and save. Factor is less expensive than takeaway and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So head to factormeals.com slash TWTW50 and use code TWTW50 to get 50% off. That's code TWTW50 at factormeals.com slash TWTW50 to get 50% off. Hello, I'm Grongy Maguire and this is Chantelle Fiducian Pate. Hello. Bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler, and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the the way they were. Hi Chantelle. Hi Grania, how are you? (laughs) I'm good, how are you? How's life in the land of showbiz? Life has been wonderful. Um, We obviously, I mean by the time this comes out it'll be old news about the old Met Gala. I think the only thing I have to say about the Met Gala, I don't know if you've seen any of the coverage a little bit. I, I just think they should stop having a theme because no one follows it. So just stop doing it. Just, it's pointless. Every year there's an amazing theme and every year like one person no one's ever heard of follows it. Stop doing a theme. Just have the theme be come wearing wacky shit. Just have that be the theme. That's all it ever is. But either because it's not like a fancy dress party. It's more like fashion, like high, big, fabulous fashion influenced by this Theme. But it's never that. People... It's always a, if you know the theme of this year, which was the gilded glamour, as in gilded age, mm. and then what was on that carpet, those two things don't make sense together. It didn't. It didn't. No one did that. Everyone went totally off theme, aside from perhaps Billie Eilish. I'll give her. I'll give her props. 
Oh, I thought they. I, you know who I love? Blake Lively. Oh, she looks so gorgeous. I wasn't into, but I think it's Blake Lively could look gorgeous in a garbage bag. Blake Lively is an unbelievably good-looking woman. But um, I still, I, I do, I do enjoy the Met Gala. I think it's this time they gave up. I, I want to break up with Met Gala's theme this week if I could. Well, I want to break up with people who act like they're too cool for Ooh. the theme, like you know the people like Amy Schumer just showing up in their bloody coat. Oh God, and the sh- and the sunglasses as well. Oh. Like, oh. Yeah, unnecessary. Oh, just don't go. Just don't go. Emma Stone, apparently that was her wedding dress. I don't believe that because I like to think she has better taste than this. But if that's all you can muster, just don't bother going. <laughs> just Mm-mm. give a ticket to someone else. They're very expensive tickets. Let me and Grindr go. We will go on things. Yes, we'll wear whatever you want. And I fully agree with you. Even if people go off theme, at least a lot of them make an effort. The ones that are the annoying ones are the ones that don't seem to make the effort. Like, I'm just going to wear like... A regular, like just a coat or just a regular dress. I don't even care. Well, then why are you there? The whole night is about where, where that's, that's, that's all the night is about is about clothes. Yeah, yeah. I'm like we you. get it. You're cool. You're really smart. Yeah, it's the Met Ball. Just have a bloody laugh. Seriously. One other great thing that came from the Met Ball, just very quickly, is I think we can now finally put to rest what I've always known to be an untrue rumour about Marilyn Monroe's real size being a size 16. I know she wasn't a size 16. You know she wasn't a size 16. We all know she was a size 8 on a fat day. Let's Let's all, and I'm talking UK 8. So let's all put that to rest now. We know for sure if one of the thinnest women in the world had to lose basically a stone in less than a month to still not really be able to fit into that dress... We can all accept Marilyn Monroe was just had a body that defied science, essentially. Like she was a skinny actress. All actors are skinny. Yeah, it's so it's so like people. It's one of those facts. Oh, Marilyn Monroe, you know she was a size twenty four. I like, don't really think she that's was. not making me feel better. And I'm eating ice cream. I know it's a lie. <laughs> I know it's a lie. <laughs> well, speaking of glamorous smart fabulous women we have one on the show today she is an incredible comedian political commentator and broadcaster the legendary Aisha Hazarika the, the way they were hi Aisha hello 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 <laughs> hi Aisha glad to have you here it's such a joy to be here thank you so much for inviting me I'm so excited about this I'm excited oh. to find out you know, you may be the satirist of our time, but now we are usually really using your mind for real God's work, which is our podcast. I feel like this is my moment. Do you think you're a romantic person? You know, I think I try to be all tough, you know, this like Glaswegian girl that's like fought up and smashed all these glass ceilings. So I try to be like really tough, but you know what? I'm such a softy at heart and I think... I am quite an old romantic at heart, despite the spiky exterior. Oh, because you, without giving too much away, you know, you're a comedian, but you're a political commentator now. You haven't gone for a political couple. And I was just wondering... Thank um, God, because <laughs> I'd be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> which do you think, because there's been so many, why do you think certain like political couples last and why don't? Because it seems like for every like Michael Gove and Sarah Vine, you know, that just splinter, you know, there's forever, uh, sorry, should I say for every Yvette Cooper and her balls, there is a Michael Gove and a Sarah Vine. Why do, what do, what do you think makes a good political couple? Well, I think the thing is, you've got to always remember that politics is showbiz for really ugly people. <laughs> and also, there's a lot of lovely people in politics, but there's also like a lot of freaky people in politics as well. So sometimes I think with political couples, like 
they take quite a long time to find each other. And then when they find each other, they're like stuck with each other forever because nobody else would like, you know, have them. And they're, they're both sort of equally weird. And also I think the thing about political relationships is it's quite hard to find political relationships across the divide. I mean, they're not, they're not unheard of, but there was one couple, I won't name them because they're slightly in the public eye, but they were, she was a staunch but he was staunch Tory, like proper posh Tory. And, you know, a lot of people have written about them and things like that. And I always sort of thought, oh, well, if they could make it. And then, and then, and then they didn't. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh. Um, but I do think with politics, with political couples, the cause and the values are very germane to the relationship. You know, like when I look at my lovely boss, Harriet Harman, whose lovely husband, mm-hmm. Jack Dromey, sadly died very recently, you know, they were just like total couple goals because mm-hmm. they just got on so well and they were like great political kind of confidants to each other. They loved debating. Like they were probably as ardent and passionate about politics like in their 60s as they were when love struck across the picket line at the Grunwick strike oh, in the 1970s. Oh, wow. And, you know, so I think that is quite a lovely thing in political couples to have that sort of shared passion. But have you ever been tempted to, like, get yourself a little, like, like a centrist right bad boy? <laughs> you know, like a pair of those red cord trousers. You know, like, oh, come on, stop worrying, Aisha. Everything will be fine. Be the Edmund McCurry to a John Major. That kind yeah. of vibe. <laughs> I'm nipping out for a curry. Um, <laughs> do you know what? What we should find my. I. You know what? The centrist spinster is still looking for her centrist dad. Like put it, put it, <laughs> put it that way. No, I mean I have I have had relationships with people in politics, but I've never. It's never quite sort of worked out. And also the other thing about politics is, if you're a woman in politics, you tend to have like quite a strong character. And men in politics also, funnily enough, have quite... So sometimes the whole two alphas, like, clashing can be Mm. quite an issue. I've definitely found that with political relationships that I've had before. It's like comedy, isn't it? Yes. You've got to choose it. You've got to choose a different. That's why you like. That's why the ones that last are like when it's a politician and like a doctor, yes. or a politician mm-hmm. and a lawyer, just different, but and also different, also more well respected. <laughs> like it's someone who works a job is actually respected. Also earning more money. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of like politicians with like barrister wives. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Or female politicians with sort of like barrister QC partners. Oh. I mean, I have to say. I think if there was one profession, I'd like to sort of fish in the pool for a prospective partner, even though that ship has totally sailed. I think a barrister. Oh, Don't that would be think? so hot. A human rights barrister. Oh, oh be still my beating heart. Oh, nice little Colin Firthy. Be lovely. Yes. To- I mean, basically it's Colin Firth, isn't it? Yeah. It's Colin Firth. <laughs> Let's just be totally honest about that. <laughs> but yeah, a human, a human rights lawyer, that's the dream, obviously. Well, let's just manifest it together. Let's just, everybody <laughs> listening, just manifest Aisha meeting her Colin Firth, civil rights, human rights, barrister, boyfriend, maybe slight or, or pair of Or just red... Colin Firth. Or just Colin Firth. I think he listens to the podcast. <laughs> Colin, if you're out there, hi. <laughs> so we've got your couple and just congratulations. It is an absolutely iconic 
It's no other word for oh. iconic. But as usual, Chantelle doesn't know. So Chantelle, we've got a few clues of who okay. they are. So our couple got together in the golden summer. That was 2004. Okay. Okay, so take your mind back 2004. Got it was it, yeah. here a little startup called Facebook was launched. George W. Bush was re-elected president of the United States and we all rocked out in our hipster jeans to Ashley Simpson's Pieces of Me. You are obsessed with hipster jeans in the early 2000s. <laughs> like your number one point about early 2000s hipster jeans. She loves them. I think they're coming Bring back. back. I think they're coming back. back. <laughs> My belly can't handle it. It's terrible. <laughs> but that wasn't the only thing happening that year because mm-hmm. 2004 was the year that this... Mr. and Mrs. broke our American sweetheart and left us Angelina all. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. The way you said Mr. and Mrs., I, I knew it. I wasn't going to let you finish that. Sorry. This is obviously a dream one for Sean as well because I'm obsessed with Angelina. So this is perfect. I, don't, I know you guys, I heard you say that you both spent all day researching. I did not. And I guarantee I know more about this than both of you. <laughs> so I was obsessed. <laughs> Actually, I was more of a Billy Bob fan. Anyways, go on. Go for it. I'm excited. This is amazing. Well, first of all, people listening, how would you describe this relationship? Somebody's just come back from, you know, a tour of duty on the moon and they don't know what was the cultural moment that was Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. How would you describe them? Well, it was just like two forces of hotness colliding with each other and like the opposite like, of all the pol- political couples you just said <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> like the polar polar opposite like literally not a mustard trouser inside <laughs> and it was just like it was so explosive and it was like it was so wrong so wrong because we all loved Jennifer Anson so much like she Count was me out no I didn't go on oh god oh my <laughs> You're a monster. You're a monster. I'm going to have to get off the podcast now. I don't feel like I'm in a safe space. Like, is that okay? You, you I feel like something that I can like talk to. I, honestly, I don't feel safe. <laughs> Someone's got a very Angelina side. It was always me. It was there from the start, from Foxfire on. I was Team Angelina. Go on. <laughs> and so, like, you know, when they got together, it was so like. <gasps> It was like one of those horrible moments because, like, if you were friends with Jen, as we were all kind of friends with Jen, then you see Angelina and Brad sign up to do this film, and it, you know, you knew. I mean, literally, as my mother, you say, you could feel it in your waters. You knew what was coming down the track because she's like a force too irresistible for any human to sort of like who could not be felled by her beauty and her sexuality and all of that kind of stuff. And it was just, it was so kind of painful to sort of watch but it was mesmeric at the same time because they were just this unbelievably hot couple so there's all the drama there's poor Jennifer Aniston and I'm very very fond of Jennifer but when we all watched Mr and Mrs Smith it was like watching the whole relationship play out on screen it was like sizzling so they become like the hottest couple on the planet that's probably why global warming happened like you know that is kind of why it happened and we just need they should take responsibility for that i don't know if that's no we are a climate podcast as well and that's mainly our theory so thank you for that we try that's good i'm really pleased that that we've like stop recycling guys it's not going to (laughs) help we just got to get rid of angelina and brad come on it was like it was a force bigger than exactly (laughs) 
I mean, that's a whole iceberg. I mean, polar bears just started drowning instantly. The minute they hooked up, there's just loads of dead polar bears floating around (laughs) in, like, the North Sea or wherever the hell it is. There's so much to answer for these two. (laughs) Honestly. So then they become this really, really hot couple. They do Mr. and Mrs. Smith. They kind of get together, and it's all really fast. Like, they don't hang around. Before we know it, they've had 40,000 children. Mm -mm. And... She was always this kind of regal, icy beauty, and he was always just like sort of pawing her and looking at her really sort of adoringly. And then when they split up, I just could not believe it because I just thought, if they can't make it, what hope do any of the rest of us have? And now they're involved in like the longest divorce proceedings in the history of time, and probably the climate and the world will have melted by the time they have got divorced, so they maybe will pay for it in the end. They'll be the last two humans standing with their millions of children on that last bit of, like, ice before some polar bear that gets they'll, them. That they'll still be arguing over who owns which part of the ice as well. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, if they really are an iconic couple of, of the ages, uh, Chantal, you you are... Can I just say, what I love about this couple is genuinely, I remember, I was watching E! News... Because, you know, I was going through a really good time in my life. There was a news flash to announce Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt were getting divorced. Like there was I a mean, break was to schedule. Big. There was a break to schedule programming to go live to the news they were getting divorced. And I remember because it was like it about was one in the morning. And I woke my sister up. I was like, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Anderson are getting divorced. And she was like, oh. I think we got a day off. I think we got a day off school. Like it was. I took one. (laughs) And how did you, Chantal, where were you when you found out that Jennifer Anderson and Brad Pitt were getting divorced? Oddly enough, as I said earlier on, being the big Angelina fan that I was, my big couple breakup that I remember the most was, this is connected, was Angelina and Billy Bob. I was shook to my core when they broke up. My little 17-year-old self was like, they can, they're going to make it, those two crazy kids. So I remember that more than I remember Brad and Jen, which is mental. All The main thing I remember about Brad and Jen was going to Borders. R.I.P. Best bookstore slash magazine store. But I remember going in there to get the People magazine of the Brad and Jen um, marriage picture the minute they got married. And I remember going back there to get the ones with uh, Brad and Angelina on the beach, those pictures. Remember the first pictures Mm. of them on the beach? Oh my God. That was iconic. But I don't remember what the actual cover was for them breaking up. It was just mental. It was just photos of them everywhere. I remember being really surprised by the announcement, how sort of quick it was well so before we dive in i know what you're thinking brad pitt and angelina jolie but what about their star signs angelina jolie june 4th 1975 she's a gemini brad pitt 18th of december sagittarius so what do you think their compatibility is between gemini and sagittarius according to the stars above and the planets that orbit us how much of a chance do you think they have what percentage would do you think they got I'm going to say like 58%. Oh gosh, it's going precise. Okay. I'm going to go high because I keep going low. I'm going to say they gave them 85%. Well, I can tell you, Gemini and Sagittarius have a strange approach to sex, childish and light as if they don't really care about it. When they get together, they are, get strangely involved in emotions. None of them really understand. 
they enjoy their sexual relations followed by laughter, creativity, and joy. <laughs> 90% compatibility. I mean, there's oh a reason they were together for so long, guys. It's like a decade. <laughs> That's oh basically till death in Hollywood time. 90%. 90%. It was meant to be it's in the stores. So yeah. let's see before they got together what their relationship pattern was. <sighs> Well, so Brad Pitt, we've already discussed him on the podcast. Yeah, so I'll Adam. just do a, a quick bullet point. So he's he comes from sort of a Midwestern, quite traditional family, moves to LA. His first big romance, one of the most controversial ones, because Chandel is a truther when it comes to this relationship. I do not believe in this at all. <laughs> one of his earliest relationships was with Sunita. No, it wasn't. <gasps> no, no, it was Yes, you're right to say no. no. You're right to say no, because it's not true. Keep saying it no, because that's the truth. Is. It's not true. There's oh. one picture, Aisha. There's one my picture of them at a party. God. That does not make a relationship. I'm not having this on my podcast. She <laughs> sacrilege. Claims were, she claims they were together for two years on and off. I mean, my jaw is just like still on the floor. He was not with Sunita. It's a complete lie. <laughs> I'm not having this on one picture. I don't know why. Sunita's a fine-looking woman. She's yeah. a great-looking woman. She also didn't date Brad Pitt for two years. Those two <laughs> things can be true. <laughs> Brad Pitt is part of the Sunita universe. Oh, I'm God. sorry. Anyways, go on. I'm not having it, but go on. <laughs> so he's got a big history of dating his leading ladies. So he started yeah. going out with Juliette Lewis on the set of Natural... Was it Natural Born Killers? Natural Born yes, Killers, yeah. Natural no, Born no, no, Killers. No, 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 no. California with a K. Oh. California. Natural Born Killers is not, not with him. Then he was with... That was Tandia. Woody Harrelson, I think. Yeah. That's what yeah. He, yeah. Then he was with Tandia Newton and they met on the set of Interview the Vampire. Then obviously... Tandy famous... Newton? Yeah. He likes his English girls. He does. Then he went out with Gwyneth Paltrow, famously. Oh, yes. And then he was going out with Claire Forlani. Oh, she was Apparently gorgeous. Amazing. Underrated Claire, justice for Claire Forlani. Every teenage boy from the late 90s knows what I'm talking about. She was hot. Gorgeous, gorgeous girl. And then obviously a little lady, you might have heard of her, Jennifer Aniston. Meanwhile, across town, little Angelina Jolie is born to the parents of, now I hope I pronounce this right, Marceline Bertrand, a French-Canadian model actress and a little actor called John Voigt. Now they separated basically like a year after she's born so she doesn't I think have a very sort of like strong structure of what a healthy relationship will look like. She also struggled in her teen years she said she was teased by other students who targeted her for being extremely thin and for wearing glasses and braces. Then she said her early attempts at modelling at her mother's insistence proved unsuccessful she then transferred to an alternative school where she became a punk outsider wearing all black clothing and going out moshing she dropped out of her acting classes and aspired to become a funeral director she's just great guys <laughs> taking, <laughs> at home, taking at home courses to study embalming that's right then apparently she had a serious boyfriend for two years from the age of 14 and her mother allowed them to live together in her home. Then uh, the marriage ended, or not the marriage, but the relationship ended. Oh, God, they started she... young. <laughs> <laughs> and she said the breakup compelled her to dedicate herself to her acting career. Ooh. Guess what age she is, by the way, at this stage? Like, what age? like 14 and a half? <laughs> 16? 16. She's 16. 
She went through. She lives more lives than most of us did. You know now, and she she, she did a lot. She did a lot. She's a very mature girl. Thinking slightly weird parenting. But anyway, that's my judgy. That's my judgy face. I'm getting very posh girl vibes from her. <laughs> I'm yes. getting very, very like I'm getting very oh. French. Okay, <laughs> very your mom's French. There we go. Job done. <laughs> but all this like dropping out of school to study and bombing, living with your boyfriend, it's very like posh girl problems. I'm just getting... I tell you what, it was not like that growing up as a Muslim in Glasgow. Like basically, <laughs> I was like in an academic hostage situation until I was about 19. I mean, basically I was chained to a radiator. You must study. And then it was like I wasn't allowed to have a boyfriend. Not because my parents were religion religious because I was just so ugly. And then basically I was like, you're gonna have to marry a doctor. Like that's what it was. I would like when I was a teenager, like I like I was so boring and I wanted so much to be like oh I'm so troubled you have no idea there's so much going on in my head and it was just like so it was I went to an all-girls Catholic school we were so all of us were so boring to be 16 and already overcoming like a long-term relationship be dabbling in in embalming and have a failed (laughs) modeling career Sorry she wasn't boring, guys. I'm sorry she wasn't. I'm sorry she was fun. She was just not boring. She was fun and hot. I bet she was really annoying, though, at school. Look at Mm. you two, the jealousy. You just wish you had a cool life. I I bet she was super fun and rad. (laughs) She sounds awesome. Has she embalmed you? Yeah, exactly. She has. I think she sounds fucking awesome. Well, you were still alive. I render a hippie mom and her have her, yeah, have him live in a house. Fuck it. Like, it's so ridiculous. I love this. So at age 16, she graduated from high school, rented her own apartment, and started getting back into acting. Getting but back said, into it at 16. <laughs> I'm going to go back into acting, guys. I'm retired too young. <laughs> but she said, I, I still got still a lot at- to give. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like Daniel Day-Lewis. I may return, and now I'm back. <laughs> she said, I'm still at heart and always will be just a punk kid with tattoos. She's still just that nerdy kid, basically. But she I did... swear to God, if she was not beautiful, you would be cool with this. <laughs> I swear that only like, oh, she thinks she's a punk and she has tattoos. Know, but if she, if she wasn't she beautiful, she's a nerd, but if she has, ugh. yeah, she, she, she can't help being pretty. I sorry, know, but if sorry, she wasn't beautiful, pretty. we wouldn't be talking about her. She wouldn't be on this podcast. <laughs> exactly. No, if she wasn't beautiful, then she could be Jennifer Aniston. Oh, <laughs> oh Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> to the to listeners at home, that was mainly a joke so I could see their faces react, which was incredible. <laughs> if there's ever a time I wanted this to be live, it was then. You might need a lighthouse. Oh. I might need a bombing. Like I'm like I'm in shock. I can't believe you went there. You're a monster. She's a monster, listeners. I think guys at the what you take is I'm beautiful, so that's why you both are upset with me. <laughs> I think I feel I feel like Angelina. Stop bullying me. I'm sorry, my skin's this good. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't hate me because I'm pretty. Don't hate me. I can't help it. I eat all the time. I just can't gain weight. <laughs> Chantel tries really hard, but just girls don't like her. I try really hard, but I only get along with boys. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Oh, those so, girls. <laughs> oh, so during the set of Hackers, iconic oh. 90s film, she Incredible. has a romance with Johnny, Johnny Lee, Lee Miller. Miller. Oh. Amazing oh. winning. 
So they sort of see each other on and off. And then after two years sort of on and off, they get married. She attends the wedding in black rubber pants and a white t-shirt upon which she had written the groom's name in her own blood. That is classy. Eat your heart of out, Vera Wing. Why yeah. not? Why not? What a lovely, I'm sure, I'm sure a lovely day was had by all. Definitely. <laughs> Just really, yeah, I mean, lovely. They were a good looking couple. Oh. oh. Let's just take a moment. I mean, oh, that's, I mean, that is a good, that is, that is. They were a handsome lot. Yeah. Oh, that, that was, is the gene pool at its she finest. She good taste. She, yeah. She wasn't one of those, like, you know, you know, you know, there's those really hot girls who date, like, let's be ugly guys and you kind of understand like they're insecure hot girls and they date ugly guys and I mean, so the ugly guys kind of like worship them and tell them oh my god you're so amazing I can't believe I'm with you and it's like you can see the insecurity in the girl for doing that like one thing I'll say about Angelina she does not seem insecure because she dates mm-hmm. guys who are either at her level or higher in terms well, no of like, one's hotness. higher than her no, no one's, one's higher, higher than her. Her. that's why but she could be yeah she, she's always at her level she always dates across she never dates down you know she's, she's not ever with a bin raccoon no no <laughs> <laughs> so then they break up but stay on very good terms and they're still friends meanwhile she's kind of like seeing at the same time as him and kind of afterwards there's a bit of overlap model actress jenny Shim- shimizu oh jenny they were so shimizu. hot as well they met on foxfire i think I met on Foxfire and she said, I would probably have married Jenny if I hadn't married my husband. I fell in love with her the second I saw her. Jenny was a very iconic Calvin Klein CK1 era model. Like if you saw her, you would recognise her. It's very 90s black and white Calvin Klein vibes. Was she sort of androgynous looking? Yeah, androgynous, shaved head, mixed race. She was stunning. Oh, she's great. She's sort of half seeing her and then she's gets a job on a film called Pushing Tin. Here it comes, guys! (laughs) (laughs) Where she meets Billy Bob Thornton. Anyone who comes on our show, please choose them as the couple. (laughs) I'm dying for it. So he is engaged to Laura Dern. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, see if fiancé Laura Dern, I'm off to work on this film Pushing Tin. Uh, Jolie is at the time also kind of dating actor Timothy Hutton. So he's like, bye, see you, Laura Dern, love you, we all love you. I just see this, in- at this point, like Laura Dern sitting with her friends at the beginning going, Billy Bob's working on a film with this woman called Angelina Jolie. Have yeah. I got any reason to be worried? And everyone's no, like, no, you're Laura Dern, you're I'm Bruce Dern, sure you're Hollywood amazing. royalty. Like, of course you're, not. Of course not. Do you think Bruce Dern and John Voight had like really awkward chats? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what are these bloody kids? <laughs> so they meet and obviously magic happens. She Apparently, walked into a wall famously. Oh, it, what, what, what was that? She I said she walked into, she, I remember that obviously I was obsessed with them. She, uh, they met in an elevator, I think. All I remember her saying was that she walked into a wall when she first like saw him in person. She was so like starstruck and like awestruck by Billy Bob Thorne that she like walked into a wall and made a complete fool of herself. Cause she's like, oh my God, I love you. Very um, Sandra Bullock moment. It was, yeah. She's such a klutz. <laughs> Just so weird because that's not in, that's like uh, not the vibe, is uh, it? I know, not I know. He, tur- he turned her into a rom-com girl. For for like nope. a nanosecond. Yeah, for like a second. And then she went back to being like really cool. <laughs> yeah, and then she was like, can I embalm you? And yeah, then she exactly. would like, she would start bleeding each other. 
<laughs> Do you think that's why Billy Bob, if he went through it, like people think he had Botox, maybe it was just Angelina practicing yeah, the dark arts. <laughs> dark arts. So they get together and they become like a famous red carpet couple. Some of their highlights was Billy Bob telling an interviewer on the red carpet that they've just beeped in the car on the way here. I watched that video Angel- weekly. <laughs> While Angelina bit his face. Oh, she was, oh my God, you've got to, I'll save all this for when we eventually have the Angelina Billy Bob. I'll stop. Because <laughs> otherwise I will go on forever about was this. There, I, there's a lot of biting, wasn't there? Mm. She just couldn't keep her hands off of I'm sorry, they were just the best couple of all time. I'm sorry. Come at me, anyone who tells me I'm wrong. Didn't they wear vials of blood of each other's yes, blood? Yes, they fucking the did. And it was yeah. the height of romance. And I'm to this day waiting for my boyfriend to ask it for me. And he fucking hasn't. Right? I mean, can't Please. you just give him like a do- like an old tampon or something? Like <laughs> I've, tr- I've tried that. Hasn't got the same romance somehow. <laughs> but somebody tried to replicate that recently. Was it not Megan... Oh yeah, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly yes. did a similar vibe to it as well. Yeah, it, the it didn't feel it didn't feel the same. They're the bargain basement version of um, Brangelina. Oh, sorry, not Brangelina, Billy Bob and Angelina. Yeah. Mm. What's the portmanteau for um, portmanteau for Angelina and Billy? They Bob? didn't have one because Benefer essentially invented it and they didn't come along yet. Oh. Or they were at the same time actually. You can't really do Billy and Angel Angelili. Oh, Bob that's good. Bomb and Jolina. Angelina. is good. Angelina. It's not great. Angelina. Yeah, they're too cool for that. Yeah, they're too cool for a poor mentor. So they also said they talked about installing a padded room in their mm-hmm. house for those moments in the middle of the night when you want to kill each other because you're so in love. We've all been there, guys. <laughs> stage in night when you're like when you when you love your partner and you kill them it's it's normally involving snoring isn't it like that yeah, sort of... yeah exactly in which case you just want a soundproof padded room so i think maybe that's what she was getting at <laughs> that was just her cute way of saying it. he snores too fucking loudly guys he's in his 50s i can't do anything about this he's, he's got, got sleep, sleep apnea, he's got sleep apnea. <laughs> <laughs> even the bowels of blood will not cure the sleep apnea no, that was the whole point of it it didn't work <laughs> so um they are they did they sorry did they get married or were they just a couple Billy i don't think Bob they ever did Angelina. get married i think they were just engaged so they're engaged then jolie and billy bob announced the adoption of a child from cambodia and this seems to be a real sort of turning point in their that's, relationship that's what because, it ended that's what it yeah, ended Definitely. So three months later, that was it. Yeah, Billy Bob was like, I didn't sign up for this. I'm out. I'm going and back Angel- into my padded room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could have been like a turned into a really nice nursery. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Angelina and Joni says, it took me by surprise too, because overnight we totally changed. I think one day we had just nothing in common. And it's scary, but I think it can happen when you get involved and you just don't know yourself yet. Oh, so I think a sign Angelina, of things to come with Brad, perhaps. Well, I think with Angelina, it seems to be very much like I'm this sort of person and you fit this persona. Yeah. But now I'm changing my persona and you don't fit my new persona anymore. I think she was just young and sort of finding herself. Um, she has a brief onset affair with Val Kilmer. <gasps> I did not know that. Mm-hmm. And he says in his memoir, when people ask what she's like, I say she's like other women and other superstars, just more. Mm-hmm. Imagine someone saying that about you. No, no, no one would ever say that. About no, no one would ever say that about me. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, they both they would. The word "more" be followed by irritating, annoying, <laughs> aggravating. Yeah, for me, it would be about the snoring. Like that is basically like where. Yeah, I mean, that, the thing is, she's just like a sort of. She's kind of like a sort of slightly supernatural force, isn't she? Her magnetism totally. is just. It's just. It's beyond anything that a normal, even a superstar from Hollywood, can compete with. Yeah, like. You can't, like, she just will, everybody just sort of, like, falls in love with her. Nobody's indifferent to her. No. Nobody's like, oh, it's fine. And she's, and, and the witchiness is part of the mm. attraction as well, isn't it? Mm. Well, somebody is about to fall under her spell because enter Bradley Pitt. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they meet on the set of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Now, really interesting enough, Nicole... Kidman was originally supposed to star in this film. Oh, that would have been awful. Oh. That would not have worked. That would I not think have it would only have worked if instead of like a, you know, um, a special agent, she was like solving, you know, cases and getting clues by just walking very quickly in fabulous coats through New York. So if Brad was like punching and breaking into buildings, whereas Nicole was just like figuring stuff out internally while walking along like- Manhattan. Looking concerned, eyes darting back and forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you say, you say looking concerned. I mean, she cannot furrow any, but I mean, no. there's no brow getting furrowed. There's no, it's more like I'm going to look poker face, like I'm internalizing something yeah. with a completely non movable face. Just a lot of, she's very good at eye darting. I think she's good. Yeah, that's yeah. true. So the, eye, eye the eyeballs still move. So that's what she, she uses them a lot. <laughs> I mean, the eyeballs are doing a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> Strain on them. And I'm just going to read out what Angelina said about working with Brad Pitt. Because genuinely reading it, I might genuinely, my heart just sank. Just whatever you think about Jennifer Aniston and whether they were like overhyped as a couple, blah, blah, blah. But just like woman to woman, just imagine... Oh God! Yeah, Chantal. Yeah, just listen, woman to woman. Hey, I can, I can, I don't hate Jennifer Aniston. You guys hate Angelina. No, I don't. I just said she's supernatural. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) I don't hate Angelina. I just don't. I was never obsessed with. I think she's a very good actress, though. But all that said. Don't get me wrong. I did. I did not think that it was much fun for her when this was happening. And doesn't Angelina talk about how watching the film was like watching us fall in love? And it's like, oh man, he was with someone else. You can't say that. Say that to your friends, but you can't say that in a magazine. That's crazy. Oh, if I was Jennifer, I would fucking hate Angelina until the day I died. I would yeah. never get over it. And poor Jennifer, she, she couldn't even eat carbs. Like that is like. I know. You know she, she couldn't even in, eat some bread. She couldn't even have pizza. I mean, this is how. I mean, it was like a, it was, she had a lot going on, Jennifer. <laughs> and it just reminds me, it reminds me so much of like being a teenager. And like, I remember it so well, like when I was a teenager, about maybe 15, and I really liked this guy, but he really liked my friend. And I remember just trying so hard to catch his attention and just, I couldn't. It just kept going to my friend and just the helplessness. So this is what this, oh my God, it was a moment. So this is. Was your friend like a supernatural hot being by any chance? (laughs) Because she was a banshee. Oh, she was was like literal banshee. (laughs) You've held on on emotions about this. (laughs) (laughs) So this is Angelina Jolie talking about working with Brad Pitt on the film. Because of the film, we ended up being brought to do all these crazy things. And I think we found this strange friendship and partnership that kind of 
just suddenly happened. And I think a few months in, I realised, God, I can't wait to get to work. Anything we had to do with each other, we just found a lot of joy in it together and a lot of real teamwork. We just became kind of a pair. Oh, if I was Jennifer Anderson's friend, I wouldn't even let her read that. I would suspect, don't look at it, babe. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. I think this is the moment. We became when... like a team. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and also the, the, the sort of, I think the thing that you said on Gornia when you did your, that little introduction is that we're talking about like the most famous people on the planet, like the yeah. hottest stars in Hollywood, each and every each individual is just like you know an absolutely stellar and yet we all recognize that stab of pain that Jennifer would have felt like we have all been there when you know your man goes off with the much hotter person or or who's your friend or whatever and I just also think that is the amazing thing about this story and this is why I'm so this is why I picked them because it's this love triangle at the beginning even though they are like superhuman celebrities, it's such a universal truth that so many women will know and feel and I and empathize with. And that surprisingly as well, another thing, did you find it weird that it actually ended up like were you surprised how long they ended up together? Because I would I would refer to them as a essentially a successful relationship like they were married for years had children I don't think of that as a failure lots of people that are regular people get divorced you know what I mean to me like they had a successful solid relationship which I think that was a surprise people had I think everyone thought he banged her on the set of Mr. Mrs. Smith dumped Jennifer Anderson and that would kind of be the end of that do you know what I mean did you find it quite surprising when they ended up yeah I I did like I I thought it would just be and also like she hasn't got a huge track record in very very sort of long relationships so I I completely agree I sort of thought oh this will just be some terrible fling it'll be terrible for Jennifer but I'm sure they'll they'll work it out and they'll sort of get back together and it and it it clearly was it wasn't I mean they had this extraordinary physical chemistry which you which you see in Mr and Mrs Smith I mean they just sizzle on screen but they clearly had this incredible emotional and you know sort of they were this big 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 couple and for a long time they did seem really really happy and just to pay tribute to Jennifer I actually think she conducted herself with quite a lot of dignity through that period because even though the whole world was like, oh my God, we're so mortified for you, she actually said, look, I'm not going to go on the record and talk about this. Like, I'm really upset, but good luck to them. It's already a toxic situation. I'm not going to add to it. And she did actually sort of shrink herself back and Mm. didn't go mad and do all these big interviews about my. I mean, I actually thought she handled herself really well. She had that one, the one iconic Vanity Fair interview where yeah. she iconically says Brad Pitt's missing a sensitivity ship. She's yeah. like, she, she, Jennifer Aniston, she talks, she cries, she talks. <laughs> she did one. Love she did one. I love her. So as you said, they get to, so they get together and it wasn't just an onset fling. So they have their first child within a year. So January 2006, their first uh, child was born, Sh- Shiloa? Shiloa? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that. Shiloh. 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 I mean, Chantal, she you're... didn't even get fat when she was pregnant, oh God. bitch. <laughs> this is the other thing that I can't believe. They, I mean, she gets pregnant very quickly. I thought, of course that, again, she fucking does. I was, that's what I was really surprised about. I thought they'd just be gadding about having a great time for a long time. I just didn't think they'd move to having kids so quickly. But Which I must think... have made it hurt even more for, oh, God. I know. 
Because you know, then you're like, oh god, they're having kids. This is really serious. You know what I mean? Once that's happened, you're like, oh, they're not just. This isn't just about shagging. Oh fuck, he actually really likes her. Yeah, that's like the worst thing. And I think as well, we were kind of like she was very much like the baddie, and oh, she broke Jennifer Anderson's heart, like the wicked witch. And I think mm. then when they started having a family and she had a baby, I think the way the press covered it shifted as well because it was like oh okay fine no i'm gonna take it seriously okay as a couple fine so they have um they have a a baby and they have a joint press conference following the birth of their daughter in namibia (laughs) namibia (laughs) grania is from ireland (laughs) (laughs) and this is just what i love this is what i love so much This is what they said at this press conference in Namibia. (laughs) They said, we love this part of the world. And also our other daughter was born in Africa. So this is a special continent. Oh my God. Just Africa. (laughs) Just Africa. Oh my God. At this point, Madonna's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh yeah, Madonna's watching. Madonna's Madonna's like, hang on. on That's my gig. That's my like stomping grounds. Madonna is watching. daughter was where was your daughter born africa Africa. madonna's like this continent isn't big enough for the two of us one was born in north america one was born in africa yeah (laughs) i was born in europe you're born in europe yeah that's right and it's their favorite continent by the way favorite continent (laughs) best continent is africa by ace (laughs) then uh they announced the creation of the jolie pitt foundation so this is during their like empire phase where they're like, they don't make many films together, but they're like making films independently, just more and more children and charity work. Mm-hmm. So Brad Pitt formally adopts her son Maddox and daughter Sahara in 2006. Then Shiloh... Shiloh. Shiloh is born 2006. Then they adopt a son Pax in 2007. And then finally their twins Knox and Vivian oh. are born in 2008. Then they announce their engagement in 2012 and they tie the knot in their vineyard in France in that in horrible August. dress. Oh, that oh dress. the dress with the, oh, where all the children, all the children drew on it. That yeah. was the day the day they got married was the day they also started their heading towards divorce. I yeah, swear. I, the minute, I, when you the saw minute that he saw dress. her in that dress, he was like, oh, <laughs> fuck this. That was just horrible. You managed to make Angelina Jolie look bad. You really achieved something. That dress was fucking dreadful. Oh, they drew, all that children drew. You're not meant to have kids drawing your fucking dresses for a reason, babes. It's not, you know, it's awful. There was just something very, I remember there was something very anticlimactic about their wedding. When they finally did get married, it was just kind of like, oh. Well, remember for years, they were one of those, we're not going to get married until everyone can get married. They're one of those couples. So they use this kind of, until all the gays, I'll be this meant the gays, until the gays can get married, we won't get married. And then the gays could get married. They're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> now we've got to actually get married. And I think probably because they'd, he'd had the big Hollywood wedding before. She'd had all the mental crazy weddings before. I think you know, they'd already had the kids. It did feel a bit like an afterthought. And they did say, mm. I'm sure you came across this in your research, but they did say we just did it for our kids. Our kids are dying for us to get married. And I do find whenever couples do that, whenever couples are seemingly doing well and having a great time and then get married like 15 years into it 
it's always like the death out. Like that, it doesn't mm-hmm. work out. It's like two years later they get divorced. It happens every fucking time. If you're with Ooh. someone that's going well, just stick with what you're doing. Don't get married because your kids want you to. Fuck them, they're your that's kids. Such they should a do what they point. say. But it, it always happens. Whenever marriage comes late into it, it's the end of it. Mm, watch a, out you're wise you're, you're a monster but you're wise too <laughs> so after they get married they also release in 2014 by the sea a film <gasps> written and directed by angelina jolie i implore you all to watch it it's on netflix <laughs> it's so you to watch it. bad it's oh. so but also it's like the antithesis to mr and mrs smith isn't it because like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you can literally smell the body fluids off the screen. There's you, there's a lot going on. And then this one, they just hate each other. They it kind of reminds each other. It's like it reminds me of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. Yes. Like it, you know, that le- that visceral level totally. of Totally. I was like, do you guys have a dead son? Like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> it's really, but I also thought it was really clever. If you watch By the Sea, like, it's a very good point you make to bookend it. With Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I was like, these two are really, like, dedicated in many ways to, like, the performance of their relationship. Because it does bookend it. That is a film about a couple falling apart. And it's quite... I mean, they're very good actors, don't get me wrong. I think both of them are very talented. But I think there's some real feelings in there as well. Like, she looks really, like, fucking over it. Yeah. And I mean, they both look wonderful in both films. Don't worry about it, everybody. Like, they look stunning they're in still both cool. films. Yeah, they're still gorgeous. Don't worry about that. But, yeah, it's quite... It's It looks... It's a beautiful looking film. Oh, Nothing I, much happens in it, but I, it's a stunning I complete, looking film. I mean, it's a visual feast, isn't it? Oh, it's completely. It's absolutely something. Just let it wash there. over you. Like the waves from the sea. Oh, it's, it's incredible. it is... I find it very sad watching that film because you were watching it's very but you were watching a couple you were basically watching the breakdown of a relationship on screen well so there are rumors around the time that maybe things aren't going that well a source told a magazine that jolie had accepted a lecturing position at the london school of economics and she wanted to apparently sell some of their jointly owned property because Apparently, at the time, she was ramping up her efforts in the political world and she was reportedly interested in an appointment in the House of Lords. I remember this time. It's when she was hanging around with Michael Hay. I was just William Hay. William Hay. I was just going to bring up when her and William Hay started palling around. That's right. <laughs> William Hay. I mean, I was really hoping. I was like, did her and William Hay have an <gasps> affair? Imagine if you cheat on Brad Pitt with no. William Hay. <laughs> I've just got to say, right. If she I know did I said, that, like, even Je- Jennifer Ellis would be like, well done, babes. That's, that's pretty good. I so, I'll talk okay, This is like a very terrible admission I'm about to make. William Hague is such a charismatic person. <gasps> so when he was leader of the Conservative Party, he was like the least charismatic human being on the face of the planet, like literally. And then since he's sort of become this elder statesman, he's become very clever and wise and super kind of erudite. And I've interviewed him a lot and he is really, really charismatic. And honestly, it would not surprise me I don't disagree with you. I could see it. I could see it. And I like it. I love the idea of William Hague and Angelina going down like a weather spoons and then going back to... Discussing like, world peace. Do you think yeah. George Clooney ever had to, you know, have a chat with Brad Pitt about, look, it's William Hague. Don't worry about it. Yeah, nothing exactly. to worry about. <laughs> yeah. So apparently they did start at this stage falling out over politics because this was surprising so uh, brad pitt was a big supporter of barack obama 
and apparently Jodie really didn't like him. She thought he was all smoke and mirrors, wasn't. But her dad, I mean, you know, her dad is a big, prominent Republican, like John Boyd. But she hates that, though. She's, like, really anti-Republican. She, but apparently still... she didn't like Barack, yeah. She didn't like Barack. She thought it was all smoke and mirrors. And apparently, a source said, she doesn't respect Brad when it comes to politics. But in the end, I don't think it will tear them apart. I also have a theory about her, which is I think that when she moved out She's of too her thin. life, <laughs> everyone's too fucking thin. Um, no, I think that when she moved out of her like gothy phase and her sort of, I think she, I think Angelina reinvents herself at various points in her life with real conviction. Mm. And I think she went through her sort of, you know, I'm a kind of hot mess phase, gothy, witchy phase, bad boy phase. Then I think she went through, I've got, this is my mother earth phase. And I think mm. one of the reasons why she was attracted to Brad was like, she's like, you're the person I want to nest with and mate with and, and have a lots of. That's a good sperm donor. She was yeah, I mean, she, I mean, that's good genes. That is good breeding stock, right? <laughs> that's like right. right there. Get yourself a stallion. <laughs> and she lit prize stallion. And then, so I think she's like, okay, you're going to be my kind of, almost in quite a masculine way. Cause I think men often pick women. And then she's done with that now. Brad has served that. And now she's like, I want to be in the cerebral stage of my life and the political yeah, stage right. of my life. Meanwhile, welcome William to my Hague. TED talk. William Hague is the one your your boyfriend didn't think you had to worry about. That's right. William Hague is the new Angelina. That's right. <laughs> William Hague is perfect third husband material as well. <gasps> That's ideal third husband. Do you know what? I'm going to be interviewing William Hague soon on Time Radio, and I'm going to put just this to him. Just ask him. Are you available? <laughs> She's young and kids. She's got the money. She just wants to hang out with someone and have chats. <laughs> You wouldn't even have to have sex anymore. Just exactly, chats. just chats, mm. just just interesting companionship. I mean, that sounds quite nice. And he gets to look at Angelina Jolie every day, so everyone wins. <laughs> <laughs> so sadly, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie they couldn't make it work, and in September 2016, they announced they're calling it quits. Thus begins one of the bizarre, ugliest, most drawn out. They're still technically still not divorced. It. They're not divorced. They're still not divorced. I've just given, I'm just going to give you the edited highlights of oh. the various back and forths between the two. Oh, really sort of ironically enough, the divorce lawyer that Angelina uses was the divorce lawyer that was the inspiration for that lawyer in Marriage Story, who was played by who? Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Of course, she's that super famous divorcer that they all use. Yeah, all the women in Hollywood go to her. She's the best one. So here are some of the reasons why the divorces are the divorces. Oh, it's bonkers. There is rumors of fights on private jets, drug and alcohol testing, not paying child support, Angelina wanting to fire the judge because he was hiding his prior friendship with Brad. Angelina selling the winery that they were married in without telling Brad. Six years later, they are still not divorced. The winery thing just came up again, like last month. And apparently she sold it to someone who's connected to a Russian oligarch. That's right, which is why it pissed off Brad so much. That's right. I mean, that's not cool. So, post a split, they've got a quite quiet love lives in comparison to the heady days of the noughties. So she's been the only celebrity, apart from the one that we've uncovered, she's been linked to is The Weeknd. No, no, no. Oh, as long as she doesn't go out with Pete, what's his face that Kim Kardashian's going out Pete with? I prefer Pete Davidson to fucking The Weeknd. At least Pete Davidson's got a bit something to him. The Weeknd is 
personality void. <laughs> There's just enough in there of interest. So that's the only person she's been. Brad also has been very quiet. It's almost yeah. like they both flew too close to the celebrity sun. It's really this, true, Grania. He's been linked to model Nicole Potjuralski. Potjuralski, yeah. Potjuralski. And Arrested Development star Alia Shawkat. But that's only- see, the Alia Shawkat one was definitely just a friendship thing. Like she was, it was just abundantly clear. She's like, we're just mates that hang out and are into the same lame art they're into. Like it was so obvious that there was there wasn't a romantic couple, and that's he just keeps having friends with people. And I then didn't... Angelina had dinner with John Lee Miller. We got all excited. They were getting together again, and that didn't really go anywhere. It's well, weird. Listen, I mean. Brad and Jen are going to get back together. Oh, God. (laughs) When he's let that dream die. No, it's going to happen. It's going to happen because they had like a brush by, didn't they, at some award Mm -hmm. ceremony and it was like, like there was was good tension in the air. (laughs) (laughs) And then they did that screen, they did that Zoom (gasps) meeting. Yes. Yeah, they really make a fast time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was okay, but I think it's, I don't, to be honest with you, if Jen got back with Brad, I'd be a bit like, babes, what are you, he really screwed you over publicly. Like, he humiliated you publicly. I would not take him back. Fuck it. You know, love is love. And they broke up years ago. I just don't see it. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen for those but two. I've been talking about it. I would absolutely love it if Brad and Jen, the whole world would. I mean, but it's what we need. There's so much misery in the world right now. Yeah. I feel like they you have got like Benifer, an int- You got to take that. You got to be happy with Benifer. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Benifer is amazing. I mean, Benifer. You got to be happy with that. Although I still don't believe Benifer. Oh, God. That's all. We can't get into that. I'm sorry. Something about it, I just don't quite buy it. We found a better for truther, guys. (laughs) (laughs) So, with every split, there can be a winner and there can only be one loser. So, in the great Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie relationship post breakup, which one do you think thrived and which one do you think just survived? Okay, I'm picking Angelina. Straight in. I'm I'm going I'm going straight in. I think I think Brad is now into the phase of managed decline because he's not ever going to be with anyone hotter than Angelina as we've discussed. I mean it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. And I just think he I think that relationship really scarred him as well. Like I think there's a lot of like obviously clear quite deep psychological scarring that happened. Mm-hmm. I think for her to just loop back on my theory about her, I think she had, she was done with that phase in her life. I think he was very useful for her for that phase, but she's now in a completely different phase. She's, I think we're going to see her in almost like quite a sort of regal, global, asexual, humanitarian, political. I think she's going to have this quite interesting renaissance, not in movies, but in this, public life space and I think she is going to continue to be a very interesting beguiling figure oh I love it yeah she's entering the imperial her imperial stage imperial phase yeah empress I can see very like star wars like she'll just arrive and lots of shoulder pads and shawls I like it good for her 
So you think she's the winner? Brad's got the Oscar, but she's got the future. She's got the world, darling, the world. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got one final question before we let you go that we ask all our guests. And we ask that you just go with your heart, go with your instinct with this. Mm-hmm. It's very much like you just have to get in touch with the with the cosmos and it will send you the right answer to this. Yes, Aisha, you, we need your help to help us find a love for a woman out there who is still single and deserves to be loved. As we always say, we don't think she needs someone. We believe she deserves to be loved by someone, any gender, anyone. She is single. Can you help us find someone? I think you mentioned someone earlier on who could work for her, actually. <laughs> to be with the one, the only, Cher. Ooh. Who would I set Cher up with? Do you know who's jumping into my head? Larry. Yes, that's, L- a, that's what we want. Larry yes. Lamb. Larry Lamb. Oh, he's, a pre- he's, 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 not, he's not unattractive. He is he not. Is he's not unattractive. He's a massive silver fox. He very is a silver tall. fox. Very yeah, handsome, very tall, lean, lanky, like that. yeah, I th- lean, yeah, R- rakish, um, yes. very funny, but quite down to earth as well. I think she'd quite like his kind of Essex charm and massive yes. twinkle in his eye. He's got that olive skin. Yeah, I think that's quite a good, I could see I that. like Larry Lamb, leave yeah. William, I thought, I was, I was going to say William Hague and make a love triangle with Angelina William Hague and Cher, <laughs> which would be amazing. But I, but I like Larry Lamb, that's brilliant. Yeah, because I think he, I, I get a vibe from Larry Lamb, he's old school. He'd yes. Like, he'd be, he'd like love her to sparkle and shine. Well, he'd buy her flowers weekly. Exactly, do you remember that film that made, was it... Moonstruck. Moonstruck. I kind of feel like Larry Lamb is a bit of that, you know, old school. He's kind of got a bit of an Italian sort of vibe, you know, that kind of, Mm. he treat the woman right and all that, but quite, he's got a lot of passion. I can see it. I can totally see it. I like it. This is a good one. Even if not like in, obviously in real life, but I think that is definitely the rom-com that we deserve. Yes. That is your first date. That we deserve. <laughs> it's the oh. first date. So your name's Larry. What do you do? <laughs> Why, sure. <laughs> what are you singing in that, do you? <laughs> Love doing a bit of turn back time at the old karaoke. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Aisha. That was such a brilliant episode. Thank you, Aisha. Oh. Thank you. But before, is there anywhere that we need that you need our listeners to follow you? Where can our listeners find you? You can find me on the hell site that is Twitter um, <laughs> at Aisha Hazarika, and you can listen to me on the radio and Times Radio Saturday and Sunday four till seven, and you can read me in the Evening Standard on a Wednesday. Fantastic! I look forward to more articles about William Hague. Sneaking out to see Angelina. <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled. I'm going to totally start a rumour. It's just going to go big. This is going to happen. See how far we can spread this one. <laughs> thank you so much, Ashley. That was such a great, great, great that time. I loved brilliant. it. Brilliant. Oh, oh, thank you. The Way They Were is an Amanda Redman production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman. We want to hear your celebrity couple crush. So email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and we're on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks so much to Audio Boom for hosting and thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. The, the way, way they, they were. were.